Episode of the Low Mid Podcast. You already know what it is. It's your boy Huey Revolution, and as always, I got my homies with me. Ramil, what's going on, y'all? And yeah, it's it's not anymore. So what's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we actually have a special guest joining the show. Um, let her introduce herself. Oh, what's up? My name is Ogechi. Ogechi. Um, would you like to kind of tell the people who you are, what you do? Well, I am. To put it into one thing, a genre eclectic artist. Mm-hmm. And so I asked for the whole list of shit like rappers, singer, songwriter, uh, author, poet, uh, dancer. I'm a film major, so we're getting into the filmmaking side, actress. There you yeah, go. So she's just one and all, basically. Yeah, just creative, complete yeah. artist. <laughs> yeah. She just brought in some books. I didn't even know you were an author until just now. Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, this is this is dope. Like, thank you so much. Like, I was not expecting a, a <laughs> gift. <laughs> oh, and uh, if you guys keep up with Low Mid, if you guys have seen our channel and seen our documentary Invisible, then you'll know that uh, Gaethje is one of the co-stars of that documentary. Actually, most definitely. So, yes, sir. I was looking rough, y'all. So <laughs> it's all good now. I, I, was, I had a hat on, so at least it goes <laughs> I was looking rough in that film too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if y'all haven't seen that go ahead and check that out yeah, yeah. and we'll get into more of an interview with Ogechi later on but uh let's run down how today's show is going to go because it's a little bit different than usual so yeah. we got we got a uh the trending topic set segment which is going to be first uh as you know whenever we have a guest we do an interview at the end and then today instead of top three we decided we're going to try something a little bit different you guys like the uh debate segment that we did last time so trying something Again, a little bit different than the usual. We're gonna do a hip hop fantasy draft. Yeah, yes, sir. We're all gonna basically like draft our own label. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got a pool of about twenty, twenty-one artists, something like that, and we're just gonna draft away. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be doing it as if we were a label. Who would we draft? And we'll I'll explain more of the rules for that when we get to it. But uh, yeah, as always, let us know what you guys think of each segment. If you want us to bring it back, we'll bring it back. And uh, without further ado, let's begin. Nemo, what's the first topic? All right, so the first topic, um, last week, um, Playboy Cardi, he had some some leak issues, you know what I'm saying? Somebody hacked into his Apple Music, and they posted five songs that were, like, unreleased. And he had gone on Instagram, and he had responded, and he said, Hacked, sad face, I haven't released anything, confused face, I hate leaks, sad face, leave me alone. So first of all, how do we feel about leaks? They're fucking very unfortunate for the artists. I yeah. think, like, damn, like, it's like that was some shit I was waiting to release at a specific time, and now it's like, okay, well, if it gets released without my consent or without my knowledge, it's kind of like, okay, well, fuck, like, the surprise is going essentially from what I was trying to do. Like, that's always been a thing with leaks and shit and artists, and, like, that's why they be airtight about that shit. But I don't understand how it still happens every single time unless and it's, you said he got hacked. Yeah. How the yeah. fuck do you hack an artist that big, Apple Music? You got to be a good hacker, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, think about how many people touch music before it actually goes out, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. It so, goes through a lot of a long process. 
Yeah, yeah, the engineer, if they had a friend in the room who was like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, slide my little USB. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes it's the little studio interns, they'd be doing that shit. They'd be like, oh, shit, this nigga left his email open. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me upload my shit real quick. <laughs> I know y'all remember uh, Lil Uzi. Remember that video he had where he found the hacker that was releasing all his music? And he was just like bitching him, telling him to sit up, sit down. Yeah. I was gonna get, shit. I was gonna get to that in a minute. But yeah, that is a good example. But like, how do we feel as fans? As so fans. We, so now we know how it feels as an artist. Like, Rob explained the artist side. But as fans, how do we feel about leaks? I mean, I guess if you're a fan of that artist, selfishly, you could be like, okay, you got, I maybe got like a little sooner. So you might be like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of like whenever an artist that I like songs have leaked or whatever, I mean, um, I usually just always just listen to it, I guess, or whatever, <laughs> even though it's like, damn, that's fucked up for them. But it's like as a fan, I guess, I mean, what else are you going to do but listen. listen to it? Like, it's, yeah. it's there. <laughs> I mean, as when I remember being a kid, I guess the the only reason leaks are really bad is because, like, you're taking money from the artists, essentially, I guess. But I remember as a kid, like, when I didn't have, like, no money at all, even though I still don't have any money, but, like, when I had <laughs> even less, there would be those, like, torrent websites where you just download a whole bunch of illegal music for free. And I didn't really know much about what it was. I was just like, I'm getting free music. So <laughs> at that point in my life, I was like, this is cool. I mean, <laughs> one way or another, like, I don't know. I think if you have the money... Even if a song gets leaked, you should like make sure that you listen to it when it's officially released if you want to support yeah. the artist financially or just like in a way that really impacts them. Um, most people probably aren't going to do that, I guess, because depending on when the song's released, people might just forget about it by the time it actually gets released. So that's not great. But I don't know. As a fan, I don't know. I guess people, if you, if you don't have the money, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very. I'm very torn on it. I guess because on one hand, it's kind of like it's just as a fan, just listening to the music. I guess it's not really my fault that it got leaked. But on the other hand, it's like I guess it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like some shit. Some shit they wanted to monetize is no longer monetizable now because it's out for free. So nobody's gonna get it. They can get it for free. Yeah, and sp- I didn't really delve into it, but like as an artist, that would suck. Like imagine if you spent like six months on a music video or something. And you were like, all right, I can't wait till ooh, June 7th. I'm going to release this shit exactly at this time because of this, this, and this. And that shit just comes out like two weeks early. You'd be so pissed. Or your whole album came out like two weeks early. Oh, uh, exactly. I'd be like, man, what the fuck going on? There's that. And then it's like the story behind it kind of gets scored because they didn't even get to tell you anything about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like all the money that goes into marketing and the planning just kind of goes to shit. Yeah. So it's like not just the artists, it's the label behind them or their managers and all their people's like, well, payment is still due. So <laughs> yeah, right. you got to recoup that shit. You got to recoup that shit uh, still. You don't even know if they even wanted to release it, too, because a lot of so- people just have songs in the bank. Like, yeah. Drafts that they're yeah, yeah, on to and stuff. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. So is it possible for leaks to be a good thing at all? I mean, for the niggas that get to listen to the music <laughs> early. If you wanted some free shit, then yeah. it's good for you. But on the artist side, I don't really see a benefit to it. If the label was, like, keeping it, to, like, you know, yeah, like, they'll do that thing where, like, they won't release a record for some mm-hmm. certain reason. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. that kind of way and the artist, like, got their friends to, like, hey, Leak it. Yeah. yeah. Bro, just, just, just go ahead. <laughs> like, then that's the only way that I could see it being, like, a good thing. Because it was, like, otherwise we ne- would have never got that music. Yeah. So, 
what were you finna say? I was finna say because like I know sometimes artists will be like, my label won't let me release anything. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to release this shit since last year. Like, didn't that happen to Ski Mask? Ski, Wayne, Wayne. Yeah. a whole bunch of Uzi. Uzi. <laughs> Uzi. <laughs> Actually, not with Ski. It was a little bit different. He had he he kind of just had label issues. But I mean, I'm, and, I'm meaning like he, he had the issues with that. They wouldn't let him release it. Then he released it, and then it got taken down, and then he released it again. So that really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, like that fucked this up the like, whole marketing yes, plan. No. Yes, nigga. No. Yes, nigga. No, so, it's, it's yeah. doing it. I mean, I, it'd be good, I guess, if if you're an artist that was just pissed, and after a certain point, you're like, I don't care. like somebody, Because then you don't have to worry about let, like releasing it, I guess. Especially like if you're just coming up, and they're like withholding music that you want to release. I guess the leaks can be at least not bad in that situation. If the artist is just like, I don't even care. I just want people to hear the music. Like, what if your leak goes to number one, though? Like, um, <laughs> with that Cardi song, uh, Kid Cudi's Kid like, Cudi? Pissy Pamper. Now, see, I, now that shit you, went number one. When on you think Spotify. about it like that, that's <laughs> actually kind of good, I guess, for Cardi. Because that shit kind of blew up, like, yeah. huge, huge. And the whole song isn't even out yet, so... And then he ended up just being like, fuck it, and just started performing it in tours and everything. So... <laughs> I guess it kind of it turned into something good or more positive than we might have initially thought it could be. But, you know, overall, leaks are still pretty, like, not good for artists. But it just happened to work out for him, I guess, in this instant. So do y'all know anybody else who, like, has a problem with leaks? I know Cardi, he, he got a, a big problem with leaks because, like, I know his fans, they come at his leaks hard as fuck. Like, yeah. Those songs that got posted on album music, I had heard those just like five months ago already. So that's how you know his leaks be bad. And then like me personally with Earl and shit, yeah, his his core fan base would like gravitate towards the leaks uh, before some rap songs came out. So I was wondering like in y'all's experience, have y'all seen any other artists that had problems with leaks? Besides Uzi, Nikki. not really. Nikki. Not really, no. Nikki. Last year, you know, the whole Queen thing, the Ganja Burns mm-hmm. music video came yeah. out. Like, I was in Nigeria, and I was like, wow, like, this is the whole music video posted on some random Indian man's account. (laughs) (laughs) So I know she probably had to be pissed about that, and it wasn't that great of a track either. So it was like, (laughs) 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 Joe Budden made fun of it. (laughs) So it came out early, and people didn't like it. Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) So what about Uzi? Uh, Yeah, I was just going to bring up, like, I remember he was really pissed that that nigga kept, like, leaking all his songs. And he was just like, you're fucking up relationships I have with other people. I guess, like, maybe producers or something that, that may have think that he's just releasing the songs early without telling them so they don't have enough time to, like, promote it or whatever, this or yeah. that, you know? Because mm-hmm. when it, when people are leaking tracks, they're not giving people proper credit, I'm assuming, because they don't fucking know who. Yeah, they just put the shit out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I, that's the only one I can really remember is just Uzi, when him, him getting pissed about leaked songs. And, yeah, just Playboy Cardi. I think half of Eternal Take leaked as well. Did oh it? damn! Yeah. I th- oh yeah. Somebody on uh somebody on uh, made like a little Uzi Spotify page or whatever called like Samir Woods, and they posted like eight songs <laughs> that were supposed to be on Eternal Take. They use this fucking real name. <laughs> <laughs> that's trash. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like that's just like y- y'all might might have to fact check me on this, but I th- I'm pretty sure this is right. So I don't know if y'all knew, but. Um, the college dropout actually got leaked a couple months, or some songs got leaked a couple months before he was planning to release it, oh, and he shit. had to take it out and rework like a lot of that shit. Wow, damn! Into, that's why you know what I'm saying like a lot of people. I think that's that, that might be common knowledge, but a lot of people don't know that like it got leaked like 
six months, five or six months before he originally planned to like release it, and so that's why I got pushed back. Yeah, so he was like, I gotta rework all this shit and do all the, create new songs for this shit because you know what I'm saying it's already in the in the fucking in the public eye now. So now, I gotta fucking rethink. Now that you bring that up, I think I did see some leaks for Yandi like a few months ago. So that might be why he pushed that shit back too. Yeah, or I heard some snippets about. It. I heard snippets. I don't know if I heard like that eighty degrees. I don't know if that was like an official leak or that was just like a um, reference track or something. Cause you know sometimes they'd be like, "Oh, it's not a leak, it's a reference track." But I, th- I thought that was. I don't know if that's the same shit. I'm not really familiar with that shit. But, but if a reference track is on the inf- yeah. yeah, if it's on the internet, then that shit leak like shit. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, reference track. Shouldn't no be one's out. supposed to hear a <laughs> reference track ever. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, but possibly shit. That could be a reason, too. Other than that, then he just, I don't know. He just pushing that shit back just for the fuck of it, I think. Didn't Youngboy have some problem with leaks, too? I did hear vaguely about that. Now that you say that, you bring that up. Yeah. I think he, it's it's, it's going to be harder. It's harder than ever now to not have a problem with it because of the internet. That's <laughs> like, scary. If the most, like, top level, should have the top level of security, Kanye, and then my <laughs> leaked, who the fuck is safe? <laughs> Like, nope. you know what I'm saying? Who is safe? Like, Drake got leaked. Drake's whole album. Jay-Z's released. whole album come out like a month ahead of time. And the niggas on the bottom like, well, my shit, like, you know, so my shit is <laughs> fucking exposed this shit. Jesus. Like, but being able to hack shit, that's fucking insane. Like, you just have access to everything if you just know how to work code of a computer. That's crazy to me. Is there any legal action that can be taken if a person hacks and releases the music before, like, hand? Like, I'm assuming so. Shit, not that I know of. I would hope so. I, it was would, probably anything that has to do with privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the invasion. Yeah. You but s- if you find the nigga, too, because right. who does it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How are you going to know? <laughs> it, could be, it could be one out of 50 million motherfuckers that could have hacked my shit. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. And like I, I, like I, I said, it's the internet, bro. You never know. I definitely think you could take some kind of legal action against that. I would hope so, because that's like just, I don't know, that's that's like stealing somebody's art and maybe profiting off of it. Like, you could be getting money from it if you're, like, monetizing it or something like that. <laughs> so, I would hope so. Shit. So, Huey, you, you were showing us some unreleased shit last week. How would you feel if that if that one motherfucker See, got, bef- got put out? Before then, I had never really cared that much about leaks, but then... <laughs> This is probably the first time where I just stockpiled up on a bunch of songs and been like, okay, I'm release this one, then this, then then. I would be so pissed if somebody <laughs> just leaked all that shit tomorrow. I would be so unhappy, bro. Because, because of the because of the rollout plan, right? Yes, and because of how much time I spent making sure everything was like meticulously planned out, and if they're just like and dropped all that shit tomorrow, <laughs> I'd be like. What the fuck? Because that just, that would fuck, especially for me, I'm like low level. Nobody, like, that would like oversaturate everything that I'm trying to do. Like, that would just be a bad look. You know, I, I wouldn't have time to properly promote anything. Right, right. Like, I would be heated. I would be pretty mad. I think maybe that might be the biggest con of a leak is the lack of promotion and marketing that you don't yeah, get to do for your project yeah. anymore. But like, I, shit. I'm trying to think though, how, like, I'd be kind of flattered though if I'm at my level and somebody's like, "I need to leak this shit," because <laughs> I'm like, "Dang, what up and coming?" Yeah, it might be a little like, oh, "Y'all like my shit that much? Is y'all gonna yeah, put it out?" If if they leak, I would still be kind of upset, but I'd be like, "I don't know." It depends on what happens. If it blows up, I'd be like, "That's cool." <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if it blows up, and I'm like, oh, "Appreciate but it," but I it did just, it. Yeah, <laughs> I like, appreciate it. But if it gets drowned out, I would be pissed because I'd be like, "Well, you fucked my shit up." <laughs> How many artists do y'all know of by name who like those artists who like who they say leak their own music, like they, like how many who who are some of those people? Because I do hear about that like 
artist intention of like putting music out uh, ahead of time or there, something. Yeah, there was a myth that Cardi did that shit, but now that he like actually talked about leaks, he says he hates them. I don't think he's the one. There used to be a myth where like he would be controlling all the YouTube channels that leak his music because there's, there's a whole bunch of them. Like Cardi leaks, Cardi music. I don't know. Yeah, right? I'm just <laughs> like, but um, now that I think about it, I don't know. If, if anybody doing that shit on their own, unless it's just somebody that's angry as fuck at their label. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Ski is the only one that comes to mind. He leaked his tape. That shit didn't go well. So it didn't. Which tape? <laughs> uh, Beware of Eli. Book of the Eli. Book of Eli. Yeah, Beware the Book of Eli. Yeah. That shit sold 12K yeah. the first week. That release date, all that shit surrounding that was so weird, bro. So by the time I finally got around to listening to it, I was just like, underwhelmed i guess because it was i was like so this is the bro the fire songs weren't even on there that's what i was version. saying i was like so there's some songs aren't here but this is it dropped last week but now it's out but it's a different version i, I was <laughs> yeah. just like all right bro. it just seems like that project maybe suffered to how because of the bad rollout yeah. and how complicated the shit was which is effects that's what i'm saying that's why I like leaks are like all that shit leading up to the actual release of the album helped bring that aura around the project that you need for people to want to go buy your shit or support your shit, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody got your shit for free, number one, and way earlier, so now you lost two things. You lost the money you could have made from it, and you lost the marketing and promotion and all the hype that you had to put behind the project. <laughs> so it was like, fuck. Like, as an artist, that's probably, like, one of your your worst enemies is a fucking leak, I would think. Yeah. I'd be mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're all in agreements. So leaks fucking suck. Yeah, leaks suck. Oh, and if you're a hack, artist, if you're hacking that nigga, like stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because how would you feel if somebody leaked your shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to anybody who might be listening who's a hacker, how would you feel? You know what I'm saying? You'd be pretty pissed. Too. But, but low key, kudos to you for knowing that coding to be able that's, to hack because that's, that's, that's difficult. That's pretty insane. You <laughs> need to work for NASA or some shit. You shouldn't <laughs> like, be just leaking I'm Playboy what? Cardi stuff. <laughs> right? Like, why are you not? <laughs> Probably some 13 year old in Idaho right. or something. Like. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit! That's insane, bro. Don't make fun of the hackers, bro. They might hack our shit, bro. And just post oh, all shit, kinds of. Don't hack, don't hack our. Please, don't. Oh shit! You know please. what I'm saying? Skewer the numbers, right? You know, just fuck everything up, bro. Yeah, don't don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Please, guys, if you have that ability to, which if you if you have that skill set, you should use it for something good. that's gonna make yeah. you a lot more money, and that's good instead of sabotaging somebody else's art potentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you know. Yeah. So, do y'all want to move to the draft? Let's yeah, go ahead and get it popping. Let's get into this draft. All right. So, yeah. for the people back at home, here are the rules of this draft. We got 21 names on this hip-hop fantasy draft list. We're each our own label, individually, all four of us. The goal of the game is for us to have the best team of rappers, right? Yep. Yeah. And the audience back home, you guys let us know who you think, whose label will, would be most successful, right? Yeah. So we got three tiers of rappers. Yeah. We got the oh. icon tier, superstar, and star tier. What were you finna say, Nemo? We, we separated into tiers because everybody's starting off with 300 points. So instead of like rounds, I guess, you'd have to spend up your points. Yeah. We're we're gonna go around and each be um each pick, you know, one at a time who we want, and you can't pick somebody once somebody else has already picked them. Just like a real draft. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we don't get offended if one of your favorite rappers <laughs> is in like the lower or middle tier, we really just said the first twenty one names that came to mind and just like 
put them in tiers accordingly with only limited number of slots in each one. <laughs> so and the selection you know process was very meticulous. Yeah. And like we were just like, okay, how the fuck we're gonna place this there? Where what we just yeah we we, we fit him the best way we could. So if y'all <laughs> want us to do this again, we'll probably do another one with with all different names yeah. and uh, you know or a different type of. Or a different type of draft. Like, if we wanted to make a 90s label, we would have a 90s pool. There you but, go. Yeah. 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 So okay. So, let me let me read off all the names. Icon tier. These are the people worth 150 points. We got Jay-Z, Kanye, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar. Then we got the superstar tier, which are the people worth 100 points. Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, Tyler the Creator, Cardi B, Travis, and Travis Scott. Then this is the tier with the most people in it. This is the star tier. Everyone here is worth 50 points. Pusha T, Big Sean, Logic, Lil Uzi Vert, Gunna, 21 Savage, Jid, Playboy Cardi, Meg Thee Stallion, Rico Nasty, Baby, and No Name. Okay, so for the people back at home, here's the order. It's me, let Nemo, Ogechi, then Jalen. So, see, this is hard, bro. Because you could end up getting two icons yeah. or a bunch of stars or a few superstars. I mean, but their trajectory and the way that their career is going exactly. is something I would look at as a yeah, label owner. Exactly. So let me see. Who am I going to recruit? there's some people in this I wouldn't necessarily take because where are you going to go? Exactly. Oh, wait. So repeat the draft order real quick. Me, you, Ogeshi, Ra. All right. Okay, okay. Right. Jesus, so, this is difficult. So that means Huey's on the clock. He got the first pick. <laughs> okay, okay. For the first pick for the Revolutionary Records uh, <laughs> draft, <laughs> we select fucking... Uh, this is stupid. This is difficult. 300 points, mind you. I select Cardi B as my first pick. Cardi B, so you got 200 points left. And the reason why... I guess we can all go around and then say the reason why. Yeah. After the first round. Nemo, who's your first draft pick? Across the route. Um, all right. For the first round, I'm going with J. Cole. Okay. They spending some decent bucks. They spending some decent bucks for the first round. Lord. Um, you can get the list right there. Okay, cool. I was like. <laughs> all right, yeah. And then keep crossing it out, too. So for my first pick, okay, we only got three hundred points to to work with here. I'm taking Tyler. Okay. Damn, 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 damn. Look at the goddamn draw, huh? <laughs> Shit. Goddamn, I can't hit on that. That nigga was finna draft Tyler too. Ah, I was, man. <laughs> I was literally like, I was like, okay, I'm finna just, you know, what I'm saying. All right, for my first draft pick, um. I might be a little cheap here. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might, I might be looking at the low, the, the star tier nigga. Um, oh man, okay. Um, for my label, the first person I'm gonna draft is fuck it. I'll go with Travis. Travis Scott. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So after the <laughs> first round, now fuck it. Hitting. We have. Yeah. These are how our labels are looking. All of us are down 100 points, so we're all at 200 points. Nobody went for the icons or the stars. I have Cardi B, Nemo has J. Cole, Regeci has Tyler, the creator, and Ra has Travis Scott. Ra, do you want to say why you picked Travis Scott? Travis Scott um, is, well, first of all, he's a heavy hitter now, um, and he's very, um, 
Like he's one of the biggest artists out right now. He has a very diverse production palette that he uses, and he's like he has a very distinct style that like he doesn't really deviate to too much. But it literally works for just Travis and like. His shows are lit. People gonna come see Travis. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he can he sell out an arena. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has True. the charisma. He, he got the whole gimmick and everything like that. Like, he got, he's a draw. So, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I picked Travis. Fuck. Oh, Gage, why did you pick Tyler? I picked Tyler um, as a businesswoman. Same <laughs> scene. Uh, he has a cult following that'll follow him no matter what he does. So, that's always going to be money. He is a very, uh, morphing blending he can do whatever he kind of wants creatively creatively especially as both rapper and producer and you know that he's somebody who takes it seriously so he's only going to try to be better in the future and he's only 27 i believe now Mm -hmm. so he has a very long career ahead of him he already has his own festival so it's always going to be a market that we could play with um he has a back he has like groups that he's affiliated with he's a likable person Mm -hmm. outside of art so that's always going to play well very true and just a dope ass nigga. Like <laughs> I want to work with you. <laughs> Very true. All right, Nemo, J Cole. All right, so J Cole, this is gonna be my veteran pick. So he's gonna be the nigga that's gonna get all the other niggas in line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make sure that they all got some some game within their noggin. And you know what I'm saying? As an artist, he, I would say he's a money grabber because he, he do be selling 400 units the first week, but you can't really knock down his legacy mm-hmm. at all. So that's another reason why I took him in. And you can't really, de- you, you can't really debate with his storytelling ability and his ability to actually like make an impactful record. So that's why I'm taking J. Cole first. Okay, okay. So I picked Cardi B. This was purely like a, a, a straight business man decision. She's on top right now. <laughs> yeah, it was like, she's going to make the most money. <laughs> she, like, it, like, the amount of money you could probably get from her, if even if her career just lasted for the next three years, with that right, like, she's doing commercials, all this shit, TV and all this shit. She, she just won album of the year at BT Awards. Awards. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Cardi B, <laughs> she's the, the top. She's one of the top rappers, period. Yeah, and definitely the top female rapper right now. So, I mean, come on now. That's a, that's a lot of he money. He looked the Cardi B name and started dollar signs. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of revenue right there. <laughs> Plus, she's got, she's got a personality. She'd be on Jimmy Kimmel. People like just watching her do whatever, I guess. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Her name's always in the headlines right now. Press, yeah. press, 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 press. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's like so she... Nice. Man, not only... You got a Grammy for album of the year. That's what and I'm you saying. got a BET award got for album of the year. songwriter of the year. As well. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Yeah, I saw that shit, too. I was like, hold up. I was like, who she know? Who she know in the industry that said that? Who she know that was like, okay, behind the scenes, like, nominate me for this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put what they said. I mean, her name is on everything, so. And she was in in Time Magazine, too. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, y'all boosting me up. We're not talking, yo. Keep talking. I'm afraid for the second pick, though. Yeah, let's get the second pick going. Second round. He was on the clock. Should we go backwards now, since I already went first? That might I mean, be, no. Wasn't that the point of? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, let me let me uh, let me see who I want. I got two hundred points here. The only one from the superstars who hasn't been picked is Nicki Minaj. Mm, I think I might have to be a little cheap here. 
Yeah, some of these niggas on this list are not going to get drafted. Oh, man, hold up, man. I mean, that's the reality of the league. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody got to go, go, go overseas. You know what? <laughs> it's big money time. Oh, shit. Kanye West. Oh, oh, Mr. Okay. West, Mr. West. You went for the jugular on the second pick. I was one, that's all like I wonder what the second pick is going to look like. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Nemo. Nemo. All right, let's see. How do I want to draft these niggas? Dang, bro, I only have 50 points left. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gamble you took. Fuck Damn. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let me see. You gotta look at it closely. <laughs> let, me just, like, let me reevaluate this shit real quick. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me look twice. How much money I got left in the budget? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That nigga look expensive. Go <laughs> <No>, down. <laughs> Too much. Let's see. We got 200 points. Yeah. We got Helena still on the board. You know what? You know, it's like Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Jeopardy take Travis Scott for 200, please. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to have to go ahead. And fuck, nah, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. I was finna draft that nigga, but no. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> but nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that long shit. All right, the pick is in. That's so, <laughs> is it big money time? Um, it's potential big money time. Oh, okay. Oh. So for in the second round with the number two pick, the Nemoids are gonna get. The baby, uh-huh. okay. That's, 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 that's not that's, that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. Okay. For Geishi. Uh, okay. Jesus. So, so, who did you pick first? The first pick, I selected J Cole. J Cole and the baby. I only have two people in my mind right now, <laughs> but they're so different. Uh-oh. I don't know <laughs> he's praying he's like please don't because I feel guys. like if I don't pick one of them they're gonna get chosen as well so it's like <sighs> yeah I hope I hope the nigga that I, I skipped over I hope he's available in the next yeah. round <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm looking at too um oh so Nemo you still have 150 points right okay so yeah. I'm looking at my whole label though too I have Tyler the creator who would be nice next to him that's as well I- yeah, I'm like, like that's the, part of the decision making process. I'm like, damn, how do you niggas gonna jam? <laughs> <laughs> Walk in and just not like each other. Right. I don't fuck with that. Why you get this music? bitch nigga? <laughs> oh, yo, I really don't. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> wow. Now I see why. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I am looking <laughs> for the shit long. <sighs> Because as a label, too, we also got to think about who he's going to be a money grabber. You got to think about everything. Oh, uh, yes. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The marketability, where they're at in their careers, too. Yes. yes. How, how they are as people. Okay. <laughs> I think, okay. I'm going to go with Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. okay. Ooh, good draft pick. Yeah. That's an up and coming one. That's the future right there. Honestly, I thought she was going to go undrafted. Undrafted? Really? Yeah, I thought she was going to go on. Y'all don't know the her, where she's at right now. Yeah, she's, pretty, oh. she's white hot right now. Oh, she I know hasn't where released she's... the full tape yet. 
I know where she's at right now. I just Hold on, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> All right. Ra. All right, for Ramil, I guess the label. <laughs> I don't know. Ramil Lion. Ramil Lion. <laughs> Ramil Lion label. Oh, shit. Okay. You got to take a lot of shit into consideration. Who's going to make money? Who's going to... Okay, okay, okay. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, It's big money time for me as oh, well. It's big money time. It's big money time. I'm going with motherfucking the Don, Jay-Z. Oh, I'm drafting wow. Jay Z. Oh shit! That's He's a billionaire. This man can market the shit out of something. Let's okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Reasons. So, y'all continue that make the stallion conversation that y'all were just having. Um, I just Is didn't this over? Sh- no, I just <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I didn't think she was gonna get picked. Okay. Guy. <laughs> so the, the reason I picked Kanye. I mean, he's Kanye West. Jesus, what you, you have to explain here? Come on yeah. now. His he's, name is just Come it. on now. He's Kanye. He talked about running for president, and people didn't think he was that that much joking. Yeah. So, like, you have <laughs> that, that much, much status. <laughs> that much. You have that much status. I know he's kind of been on some other shit recently, but, you know, he's still Kanye. That at nigga the end of the day. But we love Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, we love you. At the end of the day, and especially we're talking about business and music, who's not finna check out the new Kanye album no matter when yeah. it comes out? He made a whole song saying a bunch of. I'm saying Pooty Scoop. And we listened to it, though. And the beat was like, fine. I'm mad. Like, 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 like the, the beat. beat. We were mad at the end, but we still listened to it. I'm saying, we still listened to that shit on repeat. And all this nigga said was Pooty Scoop. Shit. <laughs> so come on, man. I gotta make the big money moves. Plus, Kanye is very creative yeah, yeah. person. I, I would love to just be walk in the studio and hear some weird sounds that I've never heard yeah, before, for sure. And just know that he's finna, at the very least, make a statement, get some attention on us on the label. So yeah, that's that's how I had to rock with Kanye for the second pick. Nemo. Okay. Um. All right. So in the second round, I chose the baby because he's extremely marketable. You know what I'm saying? He's what the white folks want to see as an entertainer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely need him on board. And you know what I'm saying? J. Cole, he going to whip this nigga into shape. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got him in the first round because he's, he's going to bring on, he's gonna bring on that team leader mentality. He's your fucking manager, team manager. No, nah, he, he's going to be the LeBron of my team. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be like, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> where I know what you're saying. <laughs> Right. But the oh. baby, I also think he's got the great. He, he's got a great ability to be a little bit lyrical on his on his records, yeah. like mm-hmm. in a in a modern way, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like him clashing with J Cole, that that could lead to something lethal, maybe. Okay. Never thought of it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you thought that Megan would go undrafted, especially <clears throat> considering that she's like you know the first lady of fifteen fifteen oh one. And has, you know, Kevin Lyles and all them niggas behind her. And then she also, where she's at in her career, not having her official album out. She's 24 years old. She's about to graduate college. She's on a lot of humanitarian stuff, which makes her just look good in the public eye. She has the the frame and the build that we want from female rappers. She has, to, has a lyrical ability behind her as okay, well okay. as being able to cater to the club ratchet shit that we want but also if you listen back to her oh, those older music before things that like came out with mm-hmm. like fever and stuff like that you can tell that she really does study rap mm-hmm. so yeah, you does. know that whatever she gave us now is going to change in the future especially if i pair up with someone like tyler the creator who is just everywhere 
he could probably wow. get her to go into other directions like how about we do this with your voice because she does kind of get into the same cadence sometimes and so True. having that creative ne person next to her that is a completely opposite of her will push them both to go to different places True. and you know Wow, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I think about Both of them are really young, so I know I'll, I'll get decades out of y'all. So I'm, I'm glad that I egged you on to like bring out that uh, that fucking detail I needed for me. Yeah, I didn't know much of that stuff. That's really that makes her a really good pick. Her mom was a I, rapper. I kind yeah, I kind of knew I kind of knew a little bit about all this stuff, but I just really wanted her to express it. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Rah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Why did I choose Jay Z? Oh shit! Why did you choose him? Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, nigga, so yeah, why did you choose? Why, him? I mean, why? He's, he's gonna retire soon, nigga. And and that's Ooh. and okay. What if he doesn't do anything point. with Beyonce no more? And that's my Ooh. point. That's my point. <laughs> How many rappers do you know are not gonna respect Jay Z on a label? How many rappers do you know have the business sense and the ability to get you in certain stupid. doors and to expand your label as big as they can get, other than Jay Z? Mm -hmm. But Jay -Z? Is he, but he's not doing the business with you. You signed up as an artist. Yeah, I mean, but also still though he, but he's a businessman too. He's still a. But you signed him as an artist. I did sign him as an artist, and he's like, he's still like, he's like, he's like one of the like. Jay Z is still like one of the like, I guess top five, if not top three biggest rappers in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that's because of his career that he already did for mm. himself that you're not getting no money from. I know, but I'm saying he's still <laughs> gonna release. Like, listen, he's on the list. <laughs> he's on the list because Jay Z is still Jay Z, right? Okay, right. Jay Z, whatever. Okay, he's, so he still just makes your label look better. That's, that exactly. Like, that's exactly. Exactly. He's a godfather. Okay. That's like trying to <laughs> yeah. sign. That's like trying to sign Kobe and is uh, on his way out. Exactly. Oh, like, so Kobe's done. Kobe's done. Okay, okay. Uh, Jay Z is not like, officially like done trying, yet. That's like trying to sign Carmelo to the fucking Hawks. As, as the Carmelo was never a Jay Z. <laughs> Carmelo was never a Jay Z, but you did, you dig what I'm saying. Um, and plus, like, okay, anything that Jay Z puts his name on, there's a guaranteed a large crowd that's gonna follow that. So whether it's like, even if it's not his own project, if it's associated with Jay Z, it's gonna it's gonna it uh, it has clout. Like that's just because Jay Z's name carries that much weight. So that's what I was thinking when I chose him. I'm just like, yo, like out of out of the icon tier that we have, like all of them have that effect. But he just, in my opinion, like he's and he's lasted. Like, he has 20, 20 plus years in the game. So, like, it's not like, you know, like, even at this point in his career where he's not even rapping as much anymore and he definitely doesn't need to, whenever he drops something, it's still going to be, like, the biggest shit you're going to hear about, you know what I'm saying, that day, even at almost, you know what I'm saying, 50 years old, he's pushing. Okay. So, for all those reasons, I'm just like, listen, like, more so, like, his his um his name and his brand and his influence overall is what's going to help my label. Um, And just because of the legend that he is. Um, in addition to any additional music that he may put out, because at, at this point, everyone would consider that gravy. So, All right, okay, okay. I can, I can feel it. I feel it. Final round. I just feel like he only has well, one more album in his label. That's this is going to be the final round. Well, oh, wait. Oh, points. wait. No, me no, it's, been, for me, it's the final round, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for you. Y'all yeah, are, are good. So, damn, I'm at 50 points. I have to pick a, a, a star tier person. I can't pick anybody yep. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has to be a solid, solid pick since I only get one more. Um, fucking fuck. Uh, all right, I think I know who I'm going to pick, though. I'm going with my nigga Jed. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And we'll explain it later. Right. Right. As in like 10 minutes. Right, Nemo? <laughs> God damn it, bro. I know who I want, bro. I know who I want, though. I know who I want, uh. I was finna get Jed to pair up with Jake Cole, bro. That, that would have been great. That, <laughs> that would have been great. Been legendary. 
All right, so that means I got 150 points to spend. We're just going to be on my label. All right, third round. Let's see. It really depends on what you do now yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of points left. Both yeah. of y'all do, I, I think. Yeah, I only got 52. <laughs> Me, he would say, fuck it, we jumping into the deep end. <laughs> Jay and Kanye better fucking bring us some money. Come on now. Y'all established as fuck. Come on. <laughs> Mm-mm. Let's see. How many more projects do you think Kanye has in him? How old is he? I feel like he's going to be making music 40. forever. He's going to be making probably until his at least mid 50s. He's going to still yeah. be. And then he's going to just pop up on nigga shit probably in the 60s. Yeah. Like Charlie Wilson. Y'all think, Wilson y'all think he's going to. Exactly. <laughs> he'll just have a voice in the background. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be so weird. How many rappers do you know 60 years that just still doing features? <laughs> In the, walker, the in the Walker, in the Walker, probably in the underground world. Yeah, as well. maybe. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. But somebody that big, I never, I never seen nobody that big that'll do it still. Think about like an eighty-year-old Kanye just being. Also, hip hop has an age. It has that, yeah. Which that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. I feel, but you know, mm-hmm. Kanye will be sixty-five, trying to attach himself to the newest rapper, newest rapper, seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <17 laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all see my nephew. <laughs> Oh yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg be rap- how old is Snoop Dogg? It's, he's in the fifties at least. He hasn't made another album since he's. Re- but he does features. He did after Snoop Lion. He did some right. He did some gospel. He's on some gospel shit yeah. now too. You remember he's still, he's, he's, he's still making music. Way. He doing it. I thought Snoop was just moves. an influencer now. Okay. <laughs> oh right. shit. Okay. So the the pick is in third round. Second pick. The Nemoid select. Twenty one Savage. Oh. God. Damn, he just trying to just you need to make sure I ain't got no you ain't got no competition for me over here, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure My there's label. no competition for any of you niggas. <laughs> I am But I had a second but I had a second place for that, just in case you did that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, who's on your label so far? Yes. So the Nemoids the Nemoids so far have J. Cole, the baby, and twenty one. Okay. Interesting. Lord, okay. We got Tyler, Meg, and I got 150 left. Nemo has 100 points. Ooh, so if you don't, if you don't get, um, if you get something from that other one, you can't get a heavy hitter there. Yeah, that's why I'm looking. Oh for. shit! There's, there's only two heavy, heavy hitters left, but there's some heavy heavy hitters. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> How many points you got left, bro? Got I have 50, 50. so oh, I have to get a star. Shit. But I already you know who the fuck You have 100 left, don't you? Yeah. So you still got... Yeah. Man, fuck your label. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have... <laughs> 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 got all these extra niggas. He might, he might have the most, but does he have the best? Is the mm, question. Mm, are you know? they? He's got niggas on the bench ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole bunch of six men. It's all good. I am going... A lot of these niggas, their time is like their prime is over, and I'm not getting somebody after their prime. Okay. True. Okay. That's what. I, yeah. Then another thing is the sound that is currently up is going to is going down very fast. True. So that kind of eliminates a lot of people. I don't necessarily even mess with some of them too. So. like their fucking music, but fuck them. And lastly, they the rest of these <laughs> they just <suck>. ass. <laughs> so these I'm, are ass. I'm going to have my my star three people and go ahead and sign Kendrick. Oh. Oh. Kendrick on y'all ahead. Oh, good pick. 
So how, how many you got now? I got three. Tyler, Meg, and Kendrick. I mean, how, how many points you got left? Zero. Oh, zero. Yeah, you signed everybody. Oh, yeah. That was that was my heavy Yeah. That was your heavy hitter. That, that's a damn good choice to make, though. <laughs> um, all right. I got 50 fucking points left. So this pick is going to be based off purely potential for the most part. Yeah. Um, damn it. He took my nigga 21. I was going to pick 21, dog. I swear to God. Okay. Um, man. Okay. So. I'm, this pick is based off what I believe she could be. Okay. Uh-huh. She could be. She's in a very good place right now, and I think the only direction she can go is up. Okay. So, because of sheer energy the lion and sign. potential, mm-hmm. Ramil lying the label <laughs> <laughs> for his final pick, I'm going to have to select. Rico Nasty. Okay, yeah, okay, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Unfortunately, no name doesn't make money like that. Yeah. Even though she's one of my favorite Rico. artists. She she's is. probably one of the best rappers on that list. Yeah. She period, is. But her marketability. Yeah. Gotta be gotta be real when it comes to the label. I'm sorry, no name. I love you. And so Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, hold up. So let's us three, we'll go over why we picked who we picked. So I picked Jid, of course. Because so let, let's look. I, I already got well, I'll explain my whole grand scheme, but let's let's focus on Jid. So Jid, he his first like commercial album, uh, DiCaprio Two, came out like when was that? Last year or the year yeah, before? Last came last out last year. year, highly critically acclaimed. Everybody was loving it. It was a good album, and that's just his first project off coming out of like the year before that. He was on XXL Freshman List. He's only, I believe, 27 or yeah, right now. 28, yeah, like 27 or 28. So he's on his way up. He's making a name for himself. He's out here, you know, he's he's linked with J. Cole. He's on Dreamville, which, you know, uh, he's probably my favorite artist on that label right now. Um, yeah, if we're speaking yeah, about his peers. And I just think he has so much potential. Like, his flows are very unique, creative. He can sing and rap. He does. He experiments with a lot of different flows, and he has the bars. Come on, now, he has the bars, and I feel like just him having the fundamentals plus that creativity—that's what's gonna keep him like in the game. To he has the potential to become a very heavy hitter, especially you know in terms of like I feel like he could possibly become icon tier. He just needs that right project. So mm-hmm. at my Shit. label, at the Revolutionary label, we gonna you know get him everything he needs. He's gonna produce that next fucking hit album, and you dig? Then I got two icons. On my label right there. All right. Ra, you picked Rico. Rico Nasty. Rico. All right. So Rico Nasty, um, while she's like, she's relatively, she's very new. She's um, very new. Very new. But she's also very to dope. Public, yeah. So to the general public, right. So like, okay, Rico Nasty, she has a very distinct style. And she created her lane. You know what I'm saying? Like she's very, she stands out a lot. Yeah. Especially compared to a lot of um, female rappers that you might hear in the mainstream. And it seems like she's not afraid to be herself unapologetically. She's herself. And I think that as far as, like, staying power and longevity, I feel like people are always going to... I feel like she has a lot of room for, like, growth and, like, to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Because her energy is already infectious. Now she just has an infectious energy that I feel like can help her last long in this game. And... With Travis already being on my label, I feel like her and Travis could probably make some fast shit. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And like, I like I could definitely hear them two collab on like some crazy shit. I'm saying or whatever. And I feel like, especially like, um, 
I just feel like she has a lot of star power. Like her whole persona sells itself. I think like people are gonna gravitate her because of the way she speaks, the way she moves. She's very um what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Extroverted, I guess. Like she's very a people's person and stuff like that. And on top of that, like she just got she just can rap. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? She's a good she's a dope rapper, you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? All those reasons I feel like she could help carry my label into the future, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what we're going with. So like as a female flagship artist, we're gonna ask the is it right now. Ha, that's female flagship. <laughs> Female flagship. Okay, Nemo. Your last pick was twenty one, right? Yeah. Why'd you choose him? Um, I chose twenty one specifically to link up with J. Cole because I feel like oh, that's a dope duo. True. Yeah. True. I feel like the potential in um what what was that song? A lot. Yeah, I feel like that song has um a lot of potential for a, a very uh cohesive collab album between the two now for me personally that song didn't really reach me like how i wanted it to but i know that if we get those two negroes in in the fucking studio and just work on mastering the sound that i think that they could have then that shit would be amazing okay j cole in 21 that shit man and okay picked kendrick yes i did so I mean, obviously he's Kendrick. His icons don't need much explanation. Yeah, goddamn, like, he's or she's—that's when you know you got a good pick right there. Like, and the, from his repertoire from Section Eighty to now, and you know that whenever he's quiet, he's just creating whatever is the next masterpiece that's not going to sound like the last masterpiece. He's—I think he just turned thirty or thirty-one, maybe. So he still has plenty full years in the game, and he seems like a person who's not afraid of doing things outside of his genre and also making those pop records mm -hmm. and especially putting him up with a female rapper who can... I mean, I feel like I need to hear Megan rap more to see if she can Link go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but yeah. even if you just in the game with Kendrick, <laughs> like you can rap, bro. Mm -hmm. So hearing them and then with Tyler's production, like, mm. yeah, I know that, that shit. crazy <laughs> shit could happen shit. with them niggas in the room, oh, and all of them are marketable in their own different ways to hit different spheres of like the music listening genres from the like little kids to the older like adults who like more lyrical shit to the people who like ratchet shit for the club like I feel like that little my little group of three my my top three that's a that's a solid ass group and okay so after uh, Nemo does his last two picks because he still has a hundred points yeah. left last two last one who knows yeah. I want us to each like say why we think our label is the best and kind of just explain how they would work as a full label essentially yeah, yeah so idea. nemo who are your right. last few picks few pick it's all up right to you, so with the fourth round in this hip-hop draft the nemoid select this is going to be this is going to be my female selection so we're uh, definitely going with no name for okay. sure so yeah i'm gonna have no name be linking up with j cole okay. and shit yeah. so that j cole can get her in the right fucking lane and stuff so that you know make her more marketable mm -hmm. i suppose and then for the fifth and last pick i'm going with uzi for that new age sound makes sense man yeah so most <laughs> labels looking pretty fat over here, you know? yeah, yeah he got the most people my yeah he's got five people so i guess since mine has the most people i guess i should start yeah go yeah. ahead break it down man so to run it back down you've got Ooh. All right, so first round we took J Cole. Second round we took the baby. Third round we took Twenty One. Fourth round we took No Name. Fifth round we took Lil Uzi. 
No, man. My eyes are kind of just watering about <laughs> how many demographics we're going to be reaching. Cause there's so many different gra- demographics. And J. Cole in the first round, this nigga can literally, he can tee up with anybody on this label. And that shit will sound hot. I have a question. <laughs> Do you think that 21 and the baby, with them kind of making music kind of in the same lane, do you think that's a conflict of interest? No. Mm-mm. In fact, no. That that would be even that would be even better because when them niggas cross over and the, their fans are gonna be like, oh oh my god, it's Twenty One and the Baby. They're they're, they're both gonna be. I'm, I know they're both gonna be spinning like similar shit, but Twenty One he's gonna bring in like kind of a a dry excitement, mm-hmm. right? And then the baby he's gonna give you that same kind of dry excitement, but like he's gonna. I don't know, make it a little bit more entertaining. Is different. Yeah, yeah, he's going to make it a little bit more entertaining. And plus, they both already get on the same type of beat l- a little bit. Yeah. So I think that would be able to mesh well, pretty well. Because baby uh, and 21, they'll be able to hit that hood demographic mm-hmm. easily. And then No Name J. Cole, they're going to hit that, that lyrical demographic. No Name is going to be, I guess, the female lyrical demographic, I guess. I don't know. And then... J. Cole, and he's, he's J. Cole, you know, he's he's the veteran. He's going to be getting all these niggas into shape. Mm-hmm. He already, kn- he, 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 see, J. Cole, he already knows where the fuck everything is going. So that's why I took him in the first round. And, I, yeah, I think we got a pretty solid label. Okay. Able to reach all corners of the country. Okay. Oh, fuck, I forgot why I took Uzi. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be that that new age demographic you know what i'm saying so he's gonna be reaching out to to the kids and the niggas that love lil wayne and shit so yeah i, I really think j cole can tee up with anybody on this roster mm-hmm. and make a hit all right i guess i'll go next since i'm here yeah, sure. <laughs> okay so you already know i got i picked cardi b first then i had kanye and Jid. So, you no, know. That's a weird mix. It is a weird <laughs> mix. It is a weird mix. Uh, I feel like two out of the three are going to be pretty hard to manage, at least at first. Cardi, Cardi, Cardi and Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to listen to shit. Right, I may set a meeting and catch Kanye in Africa somewhere on TV or some shit. But when they're doing their thing, they're doing it well. And people want to listen and people want to hear. Cardi, she's the current in now person. So I'm going to be raking up all the money. Right now, as soon as we get started as a label, boom, we're off to the races because we got Grammy-winning artists, multiple on my label. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so she's she's the she's the pop star, right? She's the one that's like probably more of the the vocal figurehead. You know, whenever we need to promote something, yeah, Cardi, go ahead and go on that show, and you know, people are gonna be watching because she has a big personality. People are gonna want to see. Then we got Kanye, man. He's Kanye. You know, we said that already. He's got the production that I feel like if him and Jid link Jid on Kanye's yeah. production, that that's going to be something special. That would be stupid. That's going to be yeah. something special. Um, yeah, he's he's an icon, obviously. He's got a lot of good projects under his belt already, so that's going to get people already more interested to hear what he's going to produce under this new label, label with these new people. I don't really know how him and Cardi will mix yet. Yeah, <laughs> how they? But I feel like they would get along because they both have good, uh, like big personalities. I feel like no, they would see. Mix. I can see that. I, I can like see a light that. Record. Yeah, I, I feel if like it just Kanye. might be funny. Yeah, like. yeah, definitely, and it would do numbers because it's <laughs> fucking Cardi B got on Lil Nas X. That Lil Nas X song. And, the and that song. shit is the biggest song from the EP. Of course, yeah. and yeah. to me, it's not the if best. You go back it's to right. um, her 
uh, gangster bitch volume music and she had the skits yeah. those skits were actually very funny so imagine Kanye and Her Jid and being Kanye. on some skits with and them and Jid likes um, movies and writing and acting already too so we're yeah. gonna have a f- see that's what I need we're we gonna have a full <laughs> entertainment company over here and yeah. plus Kanye he will be making different types of beats for those exactly. guys exactly mm-hmm. that's very gonna, good at tailoring he's, beats. he's gonna stretch his um, production even further so he's gonna how can I mix Cardi and Jid together yeah. and that's gonna produce some crazy when link, shit when he links up with Cardi he's gonna be like made some modern type shit exactly and then when he looks up with Jid he gonna throw in them samples and the shit gonna sound beautiful exactly so Kanye he's raking up the money and then Jid he's the dude he's he's on the come up he's the guy he's gonna grind his way up and achieve that icon status so you know we got the underdog story on the label everybody loves that kind of stuff and so yeah we, we got three solid picks right there we got the lyrical we got the uh, super creative with Kanye and then we got the figurehead the uh, boisterous personality with Cardi so yeah 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 um all right my list admittedly is like kind of what the fuck (laughs) 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 um now what the fuck as in all three of these artists are dope but but how would they mess on the label right (laughs) but i already got i already got my layout for it so for jay-z for jay-z i that's my i have like it's like tears like this within my label jay-z is my established i know what he is mm-hmm. that's my essentially my lebron of my label okay. you know i'm gonna know what i'm gonna get from jay-z that's guaranteed you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so he's my legend travis is my current superstar travis is my current superstar yeah, yeah. that's who's that. gonna sell out the shows right now he's oh, the hottest one right now mm-hmm. and then rico is my up-and-coming oh, yeah. superstar <laughs> who is building her niche audience right now and who still has the potential to just blow you know what I'm saying? Each of them could be in a different right. house. Like, they're not gonna work together. They're just gonna be doing. But the same however, label. what I do think, what I do think, what happened was that just because, like, with this dynamic or whatever, and because of how much like respect I'm sure each of the artists would have for Jay Z, like, since he's like, like I said, like the LeBron of our team or our label or whatever, like that, I'm pretty sure like whatever tips he could give them about the music industry or you know how to craft songs and get the best out of you or whatever, and to stay in the game, especially for Rico, somebody who's coming up yeah. new. Or whatever, he can give her some really good game in order to really have her career be as prosperous as it, as it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Jay Z's pretty much guaranteed money, and Travis, I think at this point, especially after Astro World, even though it got snubbed by Hello Awards, it got snubbed like <laughs> shit. But Travis is in this like, like with Astro World, that entrenched him, I think, in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least for like, I think because of Astro World, he'll be remembered forever. Okay, I oh. think so. I think like that's like his so far that's his magnum opus as far as projects mm-hmm. in my opinion and that like you know what I'm saying that shit went gold in the first week like you know what I'm saying fucking concerts sold the fuck out everywhere you know what I'm saying and plus I think Travis and Rico I think that'd be dope. they can make some I think together. they could be like some five vibey like some shit that you you have to take psychedelics before you listen to that <laughs> shit or some shit I don't know but I feel like th- that combination could be five and then even I, I would be interested even if I wasn't, if this wasn't my label, if you saw Jay Z and Travis on a song, you'd be like, mm. "What? Like you'd be what? <laughs> you'd be a what? <laughs> it'd be a what? But you would listen to it. Yeah, you would yeah, listen yeah. to it. <laughs> you to would see. listen to it just to see. So just that intrigue factor, you know what I'm saying? I think works in that favor, and mm-hmm. especially the same thing with um, Jay Z and Rico, which is two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and I think that maybe somewhere along in the middle, because since Rico can, like, she's not just like you know, like a, a quote-unquote mumble rapper, like she does have lyrics. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, like she has so much room to grow, and she I feel like we have so many sides of her that we haven't seen yet. So I think that, you know what I'm saying, those three people, they would definitely find a way to make this label be one of the hottest fucking labels out. You know what I'm talking about? And, you know, we got we got 
some we got something for everybody. Like Jay Z's for like you know what I'm saying the older crowd. Travis is definitely our age group and below, and Rico's definitely our age group and below. Okay. So I'm getting like all incompetent ages here. You dig what I'm saying? So yeah. You a fucking donkey. I'm gonna let this drop <laughs> up in your tail. <laughs> nah, I would like to see what Jay Z would say to Rico to just calm her down and see what they say. <laughs> like. Not saying that she needs to calm down, but like yeah. just seeing a calm Rico rap. Yeah. Like what That'd would that even like be yeah. like? Because even when she tries to do her more like introspective records, it's still so like in your face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should love yourself. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> love yourself. Uh, all right. So with Kendrick, Tyler, and Megan Thee Stallion, I feel like we icy. Because <laughs> we have, you know, the lyrical miracle from Kendrick, the conscious side, who can go pop and can do club uh, songs. And he's proven that time and time again from the start of his career. Tyler, who... Again, has the cult following, especially with Odd Future, and honestly, Odd Future comeback could do a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and him, he has a large white audience as well. You know, we tap into that, <laughs> especially with Eeyore. That got him a lot more people just watching him and watching his growth as an artist and producer. Very true. Um, and then with Megan, Megan is, you know, just now getting her start. So she's the up and comer. Everyone wanted a new female rapper. She still fits the, like, the the look that we want from women, unfortunately. But it still does work in her favor because that's her natural body. It's not like she went and got some implants or anything. Mm-hmm. So she's educated and is going to finish her education. You know that she knows rap. And so the fact that I feel like all of these are people are students of the game and all people who progressively want to get better in their careers, mm-hmm. it's... I can't even imagine what they're going to be doing in five years because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The potential is just crazy. <laughs> the potential is amazing. And all of them working together, whether it be Tyler and Megan, Tyler and, K- Tyler and Kendrick. Oh, that would um, be interesting as fuck. <laughs> and yeah, then even Kendrick and Megan on that on yeah. any kind of level, like, I see great things for that. There's another reason I had... Um, I definitely want to hear that. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Tyler and Kendrick on a song... Is Tyler hanging with this man? Is Tyler hanging with this man? Lyrically? Only Lyrically? If go, only if he goes yeah. into Bastard Tyler. But I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about no, peak, peak rapping Tyler. against uh, Peak rapping Tyler. I feel like it'd be a great battle to hear. I don't know if he'll win. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a great battle to hear. And Loki probably might slip in some like if he I feel like if he knows he's going against Kendrick, he's gonna be like, All right, Writing nigga, let me go ahead. Yeah, like, he's gonna really like look inside himself. You may have to be like, All right, can you tone it down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> tone it down a little All bit. of them fo- uh do vocal inflections and mess with their voices mm-hmm. and going into different genres and all of that so we can really hit everywhere in the market if we wanted to. And yeah. Y'all have anything else? No. Um, I just feel like I didn't give No Name enough credit. Like, she took over the Chicago po- poetic game. So, she th- that's definitely. Yeah, that was help Raven us. Voices, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or right. at least louder than a bomb over in Chicago. I'm speaking poetry world. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, you guys have heard each of our label picks. Yeah. Let us know who you think label would be most successful out of the four of us. Mm, I'm interested yeah. to hear what you guys uh, All think. All young, too. Yeah, yeah, true. Definitely. And and um Oh, that was my thing. Cuz I mean, considering I own the label, I'm assuming I'm also on this label. So, oh. us working together. <laughs> me and Kendrick, rap. me and Kendrick, right. me and Tyler, me and Meg, all of us would fuck right. shit up. I'm telling you. Man, I'm telling look. you. Man, true, true. true. I imagine me and no name. Oh, oh jeez. Trippy. <laughs> so, what yeah, up? us four are going to the top. Yeah. Basically. Okay. <laughs> Make the label be That's true. <laughs> That's just crazy. That's a good point, though. 
So who didn't get drafted? Oh, oh shit. yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, and oh like, damn, Drake didn't get drafted. Drake did not get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> also, let us know who y'all would make as y'all team. The people who didn't get drafted: Drake, Nicki Minaj, Pusha T, Big Sean, Logic, Gunna, and Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Are we gonna give reasonings or should we just leave that? We we'll just leave that up to you. Know, <laughs> interpretation. Yeah. You know? Inter- we don't <laughs> really fuck them. Like, no, no, I'm just playing. I mean, I'm just playing. What that I'm just playing. Just, you but know, you got to think about like put for me like Pusha T is like I like Pusha T, but potential. Potential. Like, and you're not Jay Z though, so it's like even though he's older, you're still not as big as him. So it doesn't like, look like he's really focused on music. Yeah. Either, so he's like, I'll give you a couple singles a year, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm just here for the name. Man. You know what I'm saying. All right, so that's that. That's the draft. Let us know if y'all like that segment, and uh, we might bring it back. I'm the greatest like Michael, but I'm the latest. My seizure's sprouting up daily. Okay, and affirmation, and affirmation. Commitment to y'all say, plus the rapping consolation. Already for my page, spreads. <laughs> Niggas ain't seen this. No queen, I'm an impress. Your balls don't impress the boss. Nah, hang with the gang and pound the bang. All up in the town, the tongue, we told the gauges. Can't understand the word I love. He's a fella boss, so y'all can't scream. So, um, I guess I'll just start off like this. Start off with something simple. Um, so what initially got you into rapping? Like, what age did you start? Okay, so it's a couple starts because it wasn't like all the way together. Okay. As for like officially, I am like rapping, rapping. Yeah. This is my career. Yes, that was nineteen, and I like did intersectional blackness. Before then, I'd, like, called myself a rapper, but I didn't really have any music out, so I called, felt bad for, like, doing it. Like, I would do, we had, like, a little group of friends back in Kansas City, and we would try shit, but I was really mostly just poet girl. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, my first rap, I was, like, nine, or it was fourth grade in art class. Mind you, I was born uh, in, like, a mixed suburb and then moved out to a white suburb at mm-hmm. preschool. And so, like, I was... <laughs> I wrote um, this song called It's Hard Out There for a Pimp. <laughs> in fourth grade. In fourth grade. It's you hard woke. out there for a pimp. Making money ain't no skill. Was this song <laughs> out gangsters. somewhere? <laughs> no, nah, I wrote, I mean, that's funny. That's still in my head. But like, I feel like, because I wrote it in art class. Wow. And I like, that was the only, it's not like I did that and then like, oh yeah, no, rapping. Yeah. I literally, I really did stop because I just, from what I was seeing in the media, I couldn't beat that. So mm. I was like, I can't do that. So poetry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, first rap itself was like eight, nine years old, and then I took it seriously ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny as fuck. She's like ten years, like she was nineteen. She was like, actually, you know what? That shit I was doing at nine years old. This could be my life. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> so you mentioned that you're not from here. You're nah. from Kansas City, mm-hmm, Missouri. Born and raised. Born and raised. What was that like growing up in Kansas City? So I don't know anybody from Kansas City to be honest. I mean, you know, tech. Nine? Yo, yeah. And then Janelle Monet. Well, she's she's from the Wyandotte side, which is KCK. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're right there to each other. So, yeah, growing up in Kansas City, I mean, 
it's not. It's. I don't want to like talk bad and say it's nothing like dumbass special because like we're just a Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a town in the Midwest. You know, we have some big things and but not, it's like a big city, but it's still small. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, especially because I was born in a smaller suburb called Raytown, and then moved out to Lee Summit, and so that's where I went through K through twelve. Um, so it's like I don't know. It's it's a weird place, and it's. I, I kind of like the fact that it's hidden somewhat because all the treasures you find there are like you would never know unless mm. you like literally live there and then not even live there, but you even went to those spots like the historic jazz district or like um, different places around things like the plaza or uh, Riverside Market, downtown, the Crossroads Arts District. Like there's a lot of just cool eclectic shit that no one in the world knows about but us. <laughs> and so, yeah. Okay. Was a, was oh, I, have a, I have a question. Um, so you're doing all these creative things. You're an author, actress, uh, music maker. What do you think, or what would you say, pulls you to keep creating? Like, what do you love about it? Like, what may, what is making you do all these creative endeavors? I have no choice. Okay. And I know that kind of sounds like artist. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. I hate, I hate that. Like, <laughs> nah, but hey, I mean, it's like if it's true. It's true. Because I mean, as a a kid, I wasn't necessarily. Uh, optimist and like happy and stuff and so writing was like the only way I could talk and so or at least be real with mm-hmm. like anything mm-hmm. and then I had like at 12 and I got my first laptop but it's not like I got the laptop it was like a broken old laptop that was just kind of <laughs> hey <laughs> so when I did that I like I became obsessed with like other people's arts like if it was like Ellen Page, I would watch all her movies. Mm. If it was like this artist, I would listen to all their stuff. Like I just become became obsessed with just ingesting art, and then I realized that like I feel things from something that came from another person's mind. I want to do that, and so everything kind of just went up from there. And it was like, I mean, I come, I'm Nigerian, and okay. that's where my name comes from. It's my birth name, um, and so art is definitely not a thing. It's definitely doctor, lawyer, engineer, nurse, mm-hmm. like, of right. that thing. So it was, like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I kept it a secret for a very long time until you get older and, like, so many people ask you, so what are you going to do? You thought you were going to be judged. <laughs> and so, huh? You thought you were going to be judged? Of course. I, I mean, was I was judged. judged. I was definitely. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one was rocking with me in the <laughs> beginning, yo. Um, yeah, it took a lot of uh, time and investment on myself and a, a couple family interventions and, like, uh, especially when I started poetry, like, mm-hmm. and that was like taking me outside of home. And I was, um, I did broadcast radio before I even got into poetry. And so that was taking me outside of the home. And like, I had to somewhat show that it was substantial and that people actually liked me for anybody to really rock with it. Outside from my little sister, my little sister's my little goon, and she's been right with me from, from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was like, I have to convince you, like, I'm not going to go do nursing for four years and then try this. That's a waste of time. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. I, I got a question that kind of bounces off of his question. So there's this quote I read, Ogechi is a true artist. Who said that quote? Ogechi is a true artist? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> okay. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I have my friends usually do a lot of my bios. I don't write any of my own bios. I feel like that's weird because um, I, I don't know how I should be. Re- I'm like, I know how I like to be received, but I don't want to like put it there to force you to receive it that way. So mm. I ask mm-hmm. my friends and my mentors to give me what y'all think. Interesting. And so that's where that came from. 
Do you do that when you um, are about to embark on something creative? Like, do you go around and get other perspectives on an idea that you might have in order to maybe help you? Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that? No, I'm sorry. Like, every, all the creative things that come to my mind, like, it's always the after that I'll show somebody. Mm -hmm. But even then, I usually don't, I don't really show a lot of people, like, anything until it's, like, completely done. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I feel so, that I can, I can be the same way too. This is probably the first. This project is the first time I've had somebody listen to it before it, like before I actually started creating it. And that's only because I was my mentor and like he does that style of music. So I'm like, hmm. why Yo, not? Okay. Okay. So what, what's this project? Ah, uh, this new project is called uh, it's R and B. My first take at doing a full R and B EP because I can't call myself genre eclectic. I haven't done one of the main genres. Out in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> So yeah, that's it's gonna be called New Nostalgia. Ooh. Okay. When is that expected to drop? In early August. Early August. Early August. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three projects already out. No, now. I don't. Oh. I have six projects out. Six projects. Oh shit. Well, yeah. No idea. Six. What you talking about? Had to check. It's all right. It's all right. So, which project or body of work would you say most defines you as an artist? Damn good question. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Um, Lord. That most defines me? Mm-hmm. Like, like, if I were to just click on one random one and be like, oh, shit, this is really okay, like, which one would that be? I, that's so hard because all of them are different mm-hmm. in s- complete, like, in all ways. And that's even where genre collective even came from is the fact that I don't. I don't want to have to choose, even though people have told me that my whole life. Like, <laughs> no, I agree with you with that. Yeah, sure. so, yeah, yeah we all agree. Yeah. I think as for, I can't, I can't do it based on a, a sonic place. Mm-hmm. I can do it based upon an approach, pra- place. So, what I did, this is this a weird kind of circling thing though. What I did with my first project, like ever, and that was the project that I literally just did because I wanted to create music as a teenager and put it out as a teenager. Um, intersectional blackness it was structured as a five paragraph essay and it was five songs and so each part of that was so I like like that style to where it Mm. tells a it's a full concept and you can grasp that throughout the thing and it tells a certain story but each song itself is its own like place so it was like one had like the boom bap type feel one was one that could be played in like a club and like it had like all those different elements to it yeah, I would say intersectional blackness, at least in the sense of approach, not necessarily sound, because that yeah. first Bounced project, you know, <laughs> I didn't really mess with it like people did, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so b- bouncing off of that question or that answer that you just gave, I'm interested to know what is generally your process, I guess, when going into um, something creative, whether that's music or whatever. Like, do you generally start with, oh, dang, I want to make a, a, an album about this, or I want to just do this, or... How how do you generally like begin that process? I think it has morphed over time. So with like intersectional blackness, that was okay. You were making a project before we turned twenty. Okay. So the idea was, and especially me coming from poet world, it was very easy just to go straight into something like an essay. Um, the project after that, Hip Hop Scala, that one was inspired by me wanting to show people that I can rap rap. Like, I take this shit very seriously. And even the, just the term Hip Hop Scala comes from KRS-One and just being a scholar of actual hip hop. So yeah. I took time out mm-hmm. to really study 
as many people as I could before doing that project. And so that's where that one came from. There was a project in between there. I'm not going to talk about it because it's a very trash project. But uh, <laughs> we, we did, uh, that was just me making music. I'm just <laughs> 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 um, okay. After Hip Hop Ascala, um, damn, what was it? Oh, Black and Roll came because rock was one of the first things I fell in love with. I was an emo teenager in the mm-hmm. suburbia. So, like, I wanted to get out that angst and also, again, pay homage to the people who created rock and roll, which is black women, like mm-hmm. Sister Rosetta Tharp and Big Mama Thornton and all these. And that's why they are the covers, like, and also just to show, I feel like whenever I go to a new genre, I have to pay respect and pay homage to the people who created it. And so that's where Black and Roll came from. And also that was like the most emotional album that our EP that I ever released. And so it was very nice in the sense of me getting out the emotions of that time period of my life. And then you get to Unfra Funkadelic. I wanted to make happy music after doing so much, such like depressing yeah. And yeah, stuff. I and I was like, what's happy? Funk. And so I go back in history, go research people like Betty Davis, go research people who... Uh, uh, Shaka Khan and all of them and created Afro-Funkadelic from a very happier place and even then it still kind of had like um, it was all still happy even though like some of them like this one song Infatuation just mm. it was about like pe- people being blinded by relationships which can lean to to be negative but the beat was still so yeah. <laughs> like and that's funny we literally listened to that song on the way here and I really like that shit like um, it was really tight so um, yeah that one and then up into this next one coming out, like, I didn't know I was going to, because honestly, I was going to take a break from, because I've, re- I've started releasing music in the summer of 2017. So mm-hmm. in two years, that's six projects. And so I wanted to take a break and really work on a full-length mixtape. And then all of a sudden, life decided something else for me. And I was hit with, oh, no, New Bitch Energy. Wow, I forgot about that project. I did New Bitch Energy as, you know, kind of just showing people I can't be commercial and I can't do the things that is kind of what is expected of a female rapper in the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where that project came in. But Slight I realized... Slight fix. <laughs> you know, songs like Schleich Twerk and yeah. Bofum, like <laughs> Which, by the way, the video, I like really like the video. I, know, I told you that. Definitely check that out, you guys. So I don't mean to, like, extend this answer. It's just no, effective. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. Um, and so after I did that, I realized, though, if I take a break off of New Bitch Energy, people are going to assume that New Bitch Energy is Ogechi sound, and I did not want that. And so I, I thought I was just going to release a couple singles just to, like, keep people by, and then life hits, relationships hits, and Ari Lennox, Ari Lennox releases um, Shea Butter Baby, and I'm just hit with all this nostalgia, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized how I'm afraid how – I don't fear a lot of things in this world, but as for myself, I was like, wow, I, I guess I'm kind of afraid of me embracing my own tone of voice and not necessarily changing it for what is more marketable, which is, you know, the kind of higher pitch mm-hmm. because my voice sits kind of low. Okay. <laughs> and so that's where this R&B project came, comes, like me wanting to hear, do the things that I grew up with in the sense of R&B, because I love, love, love R&B. Like, I listen to it every single day to go to sleep, like, everywhere. Like, it's wild. And so, me conquering that, really solidifying myself as genre eclectic, not being afraid of what my voice can do and what my voice can't handle, and also having a project that people can have that isn't, that wasn't like, I did it for y'all. 
Even though like it still did new bitch energy for me because I was like, can I even do this shit? But <laughs> the, that one at the end of the day was for different people. This one was completely another way for me, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I will be happy for people to go back to this as I work on whatever the Other fuck is stuff. next. Okay. And speaking of that project, what's the title of it again? That's uh, coming out. New nostalgia. New nostalgia. Um, I guess you touched on it a little bit, but like, what would you want people to take away from the project as a whole when it comes out? I would or what should they be listening for, or you know? I don't necessarily think about that whenever I release music. I really don't even know people will like the shit. Mm-hmm. As like, if I like it, I hope y'all like it too. But I don't really care because I like it. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I hope people appreciate the realness within it, like from top to bottom, because it's really a coming of age, just being the age of twenty-one, and all the shit that happens, and all the especially being a college student and still trying to manifest something in a creative world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing back things like th- the, the the topics or at least the ways of doing R&B that isn't necessarily trap-based like it is now because I don't right. think there's a single trap drum on that project. Okay. And if it is, it's like very slight and I don't use it <laughs> like people usually do. Um, like how Life Jennings used to talk to people through R&B. Like, yeah, okay. I guess you're saying. It kind of has that vibe but it also has like, you know, the relationship kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tried to do my thing, you know. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> the way to go into, like, art in general is, like, make something that you like first and foremost, and then you wouldn't really care um, much about what people say after that besides just, like, hoping you enjoy it or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah so I was looking at your books. I was flipping through some pages and, and saw my name in here. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm starting this chat. <laughs> I was like, huh? But then um, besides that, you have two books in front of us right now. I don't know. Are these your... Um, only two books out now? Yes. Or, okay. So one of them is called Lost Negro Records, and the other one is This Is My Country. Um, so what are these books about, essentially? So the first one, Lost Negro Records, I self-published at 19, um, freshman year. And that one, I act as a teacher in Afrocentric Academy, and I'm speaking to the teens and the kids that have been killed by the police over the the past oh, um, basically decade about the black history that I was not taught growing up in white suburbia. And I don't think a lot of people are taught kind of ever. Definitely. Yeah. And so it, every poem is a lesson. There are substitute teachers, you know, that are oh, wow. a poem, uh, people back home in Kansas city that had included the first, the, the like principal was one of my poetry mentors and he gives the forward in the beginning, the, um, the, what is the thing at the, after, the afterward? I think, yeah, the afterword was done by Miss um, Grace Gibson. She's a teacher um, in the African-American Studies Department at Georgia State. And love that woman. And so, yeah, I just, I wanted to have something that was entertaining and also informing and ingestible by all people. Okay. And also, because I'm, as a poet, like, it's kind of encouraged that you have a book. And I was one of those, like, like I'm not going to do a poetry feature if I don't have a book to perform at that feature. So I cracked down, and I was like, get this shit out. That's mm. cool. So they're all filled with just uh, poems, I guess, related to that story, mm-hmm. essentially. That's really so it cool. goes, yeah. It's from, a cool format. Thank you. And then This Is My Country. Um, so in 2017... Yeah, yeah. 2017, I was crowned Atlanta's Youth Poet Laureate for 2017-2018, and with that comes a book deal. Oh, and wow. So, yeah, that's tight. Congratulations. That's tight. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's tight. Um, and so, 
even though we had there's a lot of issues going on with the people who championed it, which is more so internal business stuff that I have nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year is when <laughs> my book came out, uh, This is My Country. And it is about me being a Nigerian and me even just calling myself Nigerian. Some people don't even like like that just because I was born in America. But it's like, if I was born in Germany, I'd still be a Nigerian. If I was born in Asia, I'd still be a Nigerian. If Nigeria didn't exist, I'd still be an Igbo person, which is my Mm -hmm. tribe. So, and also being, even though I was born and raised in like white landia, I was still, (laughs) (laughs) I was still raised a Nigerian in the household and raised Nigerian in the larger, greater Kansas City community, especially because my parents were pillars in the community, are pillars in the community. So. I got, and also I'm one of the families that do go home often. And so I've probably been back to Nigeria maybe like four, five, six times now. Last time was last summer. Mm-hmm. I spent about two months there with my little sister because she went to school there. Like she left fifth or fifth grade and spent three years there and then came back for high school. Mm-hmm. And so her friends were graduating. She also graduated. So that was like her graduation gift. And that's my goal. So went over there with her. And it ended up being really dope because I have cousins that do music over there. Oh, wow. And so she ended up knowing somebody who um, runs the festival. So I got to do like my first festival run in Nigeria, which I feel like is just kind of heartwarming for myself. Wow. Yeah, it's um, like full circle type stuff. International. Yeah. <laughs> Worldwide. And that's one thing. I was like, oh, so I can just tech on international artists with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. So. These are very deep meanings and very like interesting like stories behind both of these books. Um, and to kind of like just build on like your international, like, you know what I'm saying, flavor and things like that. Who some, not just inter- at, international acts, but who are some of your biggest creative inspirations as far as like film, um, music, everything? Like just drop some names. Who is somebody that you would love to meet and get some game from? Uh, she died, my Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried. <laughs> but as for people now, mm-hmm. okay, so it's, it's it has to be a list because I do too many things for it to ever be one person. Absolutely. But then again, there are people who do that shit. And like, honestly, Queen Latifah was one of the biggest people that I would look at when I was younger and tell people, fuck you, I can do whatever I want because look at her, doing whatever the fuck she wants. Right. I can't, I don't have to choose one. And then also Donna Glover, another person who doing everything. do whatever doing the everything, fuck they yeah. want just because they're a creative being. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't, you cannot put a, a, a box, you can't put a top on that. Um, so yeah, Queen Latifah, Donald Glover, I would say other people that inspire me is Missy Elliott. Dope. Um, Underrated too. Mm-hmm, very much so. Um, who else is out there? I mean, what? as for like the everythings, those are like the tops. The tops. Everything yeah. else is kind of like, well, for singing, it's this person. Yeah. For rapping, it's this person. For film, it's this person. Yeah. And see, that's what I, I think there's like some people that are really good and like really set in one specific thing and then there are just people who are creative beings like you said who just kind of you have to just flex a little bit of a uh, creative energy into everything because yeah. all that stuff kind of like when you're a creative person in general it kind of overlaps to where you know you're able to kind of put different spins on um different platforms mm-hmm. i guess art in the flesh yeah but where could people find first off your books you <laughs> and your music and uh you know anything else that you may have out um you can find my books on my website and you can find my music on apple spotify all those i put and i know why you said three because on spotify there's only three mm-hmm. on soundcloud it has everything i released including the trash shit because i thought about taking that down <laughs> and i was like ah. I guess people can hear the growth or whatever. <laughs> hear the journey. <laughs> some and people some people probably love them. I know, yeah. and that's wild. I'm like, y'all, the, 
No, yeah, what? every song is somebody's favorite. Every yeah. song. So. so yeah, that's the reason why I kept kept them up there, and I might end up putting some back on Spotify. It's just I went through like a little artistic like thing where I was like I hate everything, take it all off. So like I almost did that like twice. So yeah, I so I you feel, feel yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, my website uh, me. Um, my social media on everything is CEO underscore OG because I'm a fuck. And <laughs> my first two letters of my name described that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, so going back to the influencers uh, question, what about Trina? Because I heard you mention her on one of your songs. So oh, Lauren like, Hill uh, or Trina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Trina was, I mean, the original baddest bitch like yeah. you can never take nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take please, nothing from the baddest like and so just saying that like i can be the lauren hill type and i get that comparison a lot just because of the more of the conscious things that i do talk about yeah. but i will be treated because i can do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> and i feel like i'm the baddest as well so <laughs> so yeah i don't want i don't want to ever be put into a box especially as a female rapper it's like it's kind of like you only ratchet are you only yeah. lyrical mm-hmm. and it's like i will be mm-hmm. both if i want to <laughs> and neither if i don't want to be any so there you go right you don't have any right to tell anybody to be monolithic in their art yeah yeah definitely and the second that someone tries to, it's like, okay, let's go to the complete opposite and do that. Like, <laughs> just to piss them off. Just to shine on them. So yeah, yeah. you've got some upcoming shows. I have some. Up- I just did a show yesterday. Um, it was the Habasha Organic Fest, which was at the Omanala Afrocentric Griot Museum. It was really dope. Like a lot of black people, a lot of veganism a lot of <laughs> a lot of organic shit like and what they do is um it's a fundraiser and they do sustainability in ghana so they send people back uh, to africa and do like things like the solar panels and just gardening and all that extra stuff that's really not like good for the country um next show that i have coming up is summer slam yeah. i don't know if you know who yep my boy vino is running yeah, that. yeah so i'll be in that one yeah but yeah, I'm kind of separ- uh, not separating. I'm not doing as many shows as I would do in the past because especially coming off of what the performance I did for the Afrofunkadelic release, mm-hmm. and that was a sense of having like a backing band and having backup singers and dancers, like I don't want to go down. So if that means I'm doing less performances because I can upgrade the quality of the performance, then I'll do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. And all of you wanting to know how to spell Ogechi's oh, name yeah. <laughs> for uh, search purposes, O-G-E-C. H I. Yeah. And what's what's the name of your website? O G E C H I dot me. Dot me. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Um anything else you would like to let the people be aware about before um end of the show? Well, I think people might want to know what my name means. Oh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> well, no. That's usually like what like just in conversations like, oh, what, what do you mean? So, yeah, it's, it's my, like, first birth name, Ogechi Nedima, father is my, my full name. And Ogechi in Igbo means God's time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of funny how that plays into my life, like, all the time. And it's irritating, honestly, sometimes. But then what are you going to do with divinity? So True. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, man, y'all go check out Ogechi's stuff. Uh, go appreciate it. Check out her books, no music, acting. Go check her out in our documentary. Yeah, yeah. Go follow her on all the social media sites. And tell me what you think, like, about yeah. stuff, like, legitimately. I'm not, like, obviously I'm not, like, no kind of big-ass artist who, like, if I if I ignore the message, okay, one, 
I apologize. <laughs> I want to apologize on air because you. I know like there are times where I don't text back, and oh, it's not yeah, like nah. it's not a you thing. It's a everybody no, thing. I, everybody, yeah. No, I don't even, nah, that's 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 that's. No, just I think everybody. about that, and I kind of like, damn. I, no, we get. That. I didn't even respond, and he'll text again. Like, damn, I didn't. Even. <laughs> the damn, first. I didn't even respond. <laughs> Put the phone down again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have tunnel vision trying to manifest something in your life, man. Yeah, yeah, um, that happens. We, we yeah. get that. Artists so, yeah. are very busy. But yeah, I do. I see y'all DMs and I really do want to hear y'all opinions, good or bad. If it's bad, you may not get a response or you may get some <laughs> generic because, again, I'm an artist and right. I'm sensitive. Right. And But I do like hearing what other, like even their critiques, because even if you're, if you're taking the time out to critique it, that means you actually did listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me shit. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Check her out. And uh, yeah, give her some kind words. Give her some criticism. Um, but be polite about it. Don't be a dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just DM her and say you trash. The fuck yeah, you gonna do that? Like, come on now. Don't be dicks. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had somebody come tell me about a Slideworks video. What what happened with this? And they were like, it was trash. You just walked she up to you like, and be like, um, so as a filmmaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she came in on some bullshit shit. Per- prerequisites. Some, some, as a filmmaker. As a film analyst and journalist. <laughs> with, her, with, her, with her goddamn pipe and shit. As a filmmaker. She was like complaining about. And it was, they were like, that was actually like bad because I mean, mm. as a filmmaker myself too, I yeah. can see like yeah. where we can step up the game. I hope you said <laughs> that too. I'm like, I'm a filmmaker too, bitch. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was something Before about like, you yeah. And then she ended it with like, if you want to work in the future, uh, da, da, da. I was like, oh. uh, that's, I don't think that's how you do that, girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she actually worked with her. Her? She's yeah, because you know she she has her her stuff. She was like, in the, yeah, I, that's how people do. They always be, give you that harsh <laughs> criticism, be like, but I mean, we can make something together. Um, you know, you, as a you need to get with me. You need to get yeah. with me, and I'll, I'll upgrade that shit, buddy. <laughs> Basically, if you read through the lines, is what they're saying. But no, I mean, I think too, and you yeah. know, we'll see what happens in the future. It's all good. Well, yeah, like, like, like we discussed that there's two things you can do with criticism, in my opinion, as an artist. Either you're going to, like, depending on how you respond to things, you know what I'm saying, either you can just, like, if you can disregard it if it's not something that you really accept, or if you see the other perspective, you can charge it to the game and use it to get better if you agree with it, so. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only thing. I'll never be stagnant or complacent in my art because mm. it took up to Afrofuckadelic for me to actually have a entire project that I enjoy from top to finish, and even then, there's still the things in that that it's like oh i wish i did this with my voice i wish i did that better i wish i hit that note or whatever the fuck and uh, so yeah, yeah. i still am not there. satisfied with my music and that's why it's kind of weird to hear people tell me my sound or tell me like <laughs> who i'm like and it's, it's like yeah. i don't know y'all like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know y'all <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah that that happens but you know i, th- I even think sometimes when, like people compare you to other people I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a reflex, I guess. Like when they hear your stuff and they haven't heard it before, like oh, it sounds like um, this person, I guess, because just you know. But yeah, people will see. I guess the more you do, like who you are as an artist, and uh, you've got a lot of projects out there, so it's definitely a lot of material for people to go check out. <laughs> and like I say, y'all go check it out. Get in while you know what I'm saying while they're getting is good, and be like, I was there from day one. Exactly. Yeah. So you can brag and say you were. Because when this blow up happened and that ball start rolling and it just skyrockets, you're. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna remember the people. <laughs> like, we all are. Everybody's gonna remember the people who was down when they was when they was, was low, nothing man. broke. Yeah. College student. That was important. <laughs> just as a final question, um, not even just as a, um, I, I'll specify this question. Let's say as a rapper, I asked you this before, but I want oh. you to give this answer again for the people. Okay. You know, so you might be listening or whatever. As a rapper, um, and I guess I'll throw an overall creative. How do you want to be remembered? Mm. I want to be. 
I want to be remembered as a woman who did what she wanted and did it all well. Not just a person who did it all because they could or because, you know, we kind of are more, some people are kind of pushed to go to other genres. You know, yeah. she did what was in her heart and her heart was to do it all and she did it all well. She represented her culture well. She put on for everybody that she could and she made people feel. Hell fucking yeah. That was beautiful. God yeah. damn. <laughs> 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 nothing else better to end the episode on than that. Oh, so before man. we get out of here, um, let's all say our socials one more time. Obviously, you can follow uh, our collective at Low Mid Productions on IG, and Low Mid is the name of our channel on YouTube, L-O-W-M-I-D. You can follow me at Huey Revolution on everything. Nemo? You can follow me on everything, Nemo the Zeus, N-E-M-O-T-H-E-Z-E-U-S. You can follow me at King Ramil, R-A-H-M-I-L on Instagram. And you can follow me at uh, CEO underscore OG on Instagram and Twitter. I followed Low Mid on YouTube and Instagram, and I'm expecting a follow okay. back. <laughs> oh, like, absolutely. Got, I mean, you. if you don't fuck with me, I understand. And I won't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that everybody liked the content. No, we, but we you got know. you. We, we hit you. We got you. Matter of fact, right. hold up. <laughs> Live on air. Live on air. All right. Yeah. But thank you guys like for having me. Yeah, no, no problem. problem. Thank you for thank coming. You. Show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 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 And being a part of that documentary. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. As rough as I was looking, y'all better see that glow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, that's the thing. They're going to look back after we all blow and they're going to be like, oh, shit, they, they knew each other back then. Right. Like, Man, you know, yeah, class, boy. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Catch up. Y'all got to catch up. I do think about that sometimes, though. Like, in the later years, oh, long time friend. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like who you do from the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, we came up together. Talking <laughs> about? about all the niggas that like, especially like with TDE and shit like yeah. that, they grew, like in all the same this. house. That's, yeah, that shit is wild how that works out. But hey, like outcast and uh, goody mob at the same school. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, who the fuck with all shit happen? <laughs> but yeah, we finna be out. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to give us your responses to the list. Uh, follow everybody. Check everything out. And uh, yeah, we're gone. Peace. So you gotta tune into the station, the elevation channel. Sister groups, I'm in the making the legendary shit. You get the news. It's a gay sheet. My philosophies get lost up in the waves. Don't worry, I'm watching while the godly is a grave. It's a pain. Socrates ain't got shit on the G. Pain. Follow Miss Gagey. Maybe you'll get to drop them waves. I'm on. I dropped